Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Welcome to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We are here at South Point Casino in fabulous Las Vegas. Wes, hope you had a wonderful weekend. We missed you over the weekend, but we know that you were here in Las Vegas and you went to a show on Sunday night. I did, and I, I was planning on going back for the Indy 500. Just uh, some travel issues, mainly the uh, exorbitant cost of the Whoa. flight back to Indianapolis wait, wait, wait. on let's, short notice. Let's stay right there, because as I was doing the show on Sunday with Brady Cannon, and we were talking about the Indy 500, we were like, wait, I believe Wes might be on the winner at 17-1. to 1. So not only did you nail the PGA Championship winner, and Justin Thomas in comeback fashion two weeks ago, you go double dip and then win the Indy 500. Yeah, I, I needed it too because I actually lost in a playoff in the uh, the European, the DP World Tour event, the Dutch Open. Had a guy with the three-shot lead on a par five on the 18th no. and he double bogeys no. and gets himself into a playoff and loses. And Victor Perez made like all the putts against Ryan Fox, so that's what happened. But nevertheless, a good Indy 500. Marcus Erickson, the winner at 17-1. to 1. Uh, I felt it was going to be a Chip Ganassi racing driver. It was was one of them. I was in town, as you mentioned, though, because we did have the uh, all elite wrestling. Oh. Uh, uh, your friend, by the way, and former broadcast yeah. partner, Phil Brooks, who you know better as CM Punk, was in the main event and is now the all elite wrestling world champion. He, Phil is now a champ. He is a champion again wow. at 43 years old. Uh, and, you know, you know, looks good. Still looks very young. Got a little gray. Got a little salt yeah, pepper little, in the beard. There, yeah. But, yeah, it was the main event over there. T-Mobile Arena. Really good crowd there on Sunday night. Uh, myself and uh, Nightcap producer here on Beast and Aaron Oster were there at the show. And uh, we didn't get to leave the show right away, though, because we did get stuck in that elevator. Well, so. that's where I saw your text and or I saw your tweet. And, and then I texted you. I was like, wait, are, are you OK? Like that? That is a scary scenario for some when you actually get trapped inside of an enclosed, enclosed space. Now, you handled it well, I'm sure. Did everybody else handle it as well as you for did? For the most part. Okay. I, I think once we reached about the hour mark, there was a, a lady who is very nice, but is about close to eight months pregnant. Oh. So obviously 
You know, oh. that's not going well. No. And, you know, you're getting in that enclosed space. You're a little bit thirsty. So when the fire department finally came and opened up that elevator, they had waters and soft drinks waiting Ooh. for us. They they actually gave us a free souvenir. They have like the little chairs on the floor with the, you know, kind of the logo of the poster. So we got a AEW double or nothing chair for our hour of trouble stuck in that elevator. And also, I guess the one benefit of it was when you go to the T-Mobile arena and the Aria parking garage is right across from the T-Mobile arena. That was the quickest I ever got out of there for an event because everybody had already left because I've been stuck. So it's like, you know, it's a ghost town in the in the parking garage. So I was able to at least get out. But uh, a good time, nevertheless, a uh, very good show, very fun show. On Sunday night. And that's pretty awesome. So again, uh, props to CM Punk for becoming champ and props to Wes and Aaron for getting out of that elevator. So good to have you back here on a Tuesday here in the Lombardi line. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what we saw last night. And, you know, it was interesting because all weekend long, if you follow the Carolina and uh, Blue Shirt series, you just went, well, if you just bet on the home team, you're 6-0. and Will that trend continue in Game 7? No, sir, it will not, as the Rangers get the win rather easily last night, 6-2 in Carolina. Uh, obviously, that total goes flying over 5.5, and, and for the first time in all seven games, the road team wins. And now you look at New York, and basically, I believe before Game 6, they were around 20-1 to mm -hmm. to win the Cup. Now, I don't know if a lot of people were hopping on them before Game 6, because remember, they had to win Game 6 in New York, just to get it back to Carolina, which they did, and then win game seven. Now they're going to go ahead and go up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and even though they have home ice, it feels like people are still going to back the two-time reigning defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. You say that in the Bruce Buffer accent. Reigning, defending. defending. That's do, what they do, are. do a little 360 spin. That's too. what they do. And right that right now, that's the Lightning. They are yeah. they are the team to beat in the NHL. And even though in the first couple of rounds, Wes, I feel like they were disrespected as the champs. It feels like the respect is, is now back. Is that because of what they've done in the first two rounds or because the newest opponent is the Rangers that people believe – the end must be near. Well, I think now that they're seeing them as a step down in class, and let me uh, just kind of put a cap on that series mm. last night. And I did have Carolina for the series, hedged out a little bit, so still lost a little bit, though, having to take the Rangers in Game 7. But really what you saw in that series, it looked like the Hurricanes were going to outclass the Rangers. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, okay, Rangers are probably lucky to get by Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was down to their third goaltender. Sidney Crosby missed a clinching Game yeah. 6 with concussion protocol. So it was like, maybe the Rangers, you know, kind of got a little bit of a break here and it looked like they were going to get outplayed because they, they went down to nothing in the series. But if you looked, especially like in the five on five, the Rangers were really over the last three games, the better team. Yeah. And they started and I started to get very antsy on Carolina. And I know you never want to go against an unbeaten trend because they hadn't lost a home game in the playoffs and they were so good at home down in Raleigh during the, the regular season. But they just jumped out on them really quickly last night. The Rangers didn't let them hang around and put the bed, put the game to bed early. So maybe they're getting a little bit of respect because I'm looking at the series price and to see Tampa Bay, you know, still under $2 as a favorite that they're getting, that they're getting the respect here. And I, I mean, look, I don't, I don't see it. I did not see the Rangers being in the Eastern conference finals and talking to some hockey guys that I really respect that followed the sport. I think kind of year round that bet the sport on a daily and a nightly basis were like, 
this Rangers team is the worst team left wow. here, here in the quote-unquote elite eight of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But nevertheless, they are here. Uh, they've got a very good goaltender in Shesterskin. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that they played better defense in front of them. And that's what I was worried about in this series with the Rangers uh, against Carolina was that they weren't playing very good defense in front of them. The goalie gets, you know, too much of the credit and too much of the blame when things go wrong, but nobody was blocking shots. Nobody was paying the price against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was dictating the pace of all the games. Cause usually I think if it's an overtype series, it would favor, not favor the Rangers. If it's an under series, you know, low scoring game, it's going to favor the blue shirts, but Nevertheless, they are here, and they have the Tampa Bay Lightning. I have not bet this yet. i got to do a little bit more digging. Okay. Uh, we've got another day or two before that gets uh, started. Actually, I believe that does start out Wednesday night, so it does start tomorrow. But, yeah, just looking at this, uh, Lightning uh, going on the road because the Rangers are well, going to start out with the home ice advantage. And that's the thing, Wes, I wanted to bring to your attention just because I look at it, and, and sometimes I go, wow, the team with home ice is still a plus $1.50 dog in the series. And we saw what New York's been able to do in the last two series. Now, again, they lost game one in that incredible game against Pittsburgh. Right. But they've pretty much held serve in the world's most famous arena, Jonathan Von Tobel, right at the, the Mecca. Mecca. So the, right now at the Mecca, they are playing lights out hockey at home. Now they've done it to kind of hold serve here in the last couple series. Now they've got the opportunity to say, okay, we don't have to win in Tampa. If we just win at home, we're going to win this series and go on to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's mm-hmm. got to give them a little boost of like, all right, we don't anticipate slipping one up here at the Garden. But if we do, we just got to win one there down in Tampa. Or we can just hold serve at home and we move on. Right, right. But this is absolutely a big step up in class for the Blue Shirts. And look, they're tough. And they fought back. They were down 3-1 in the first That's round, right. 2-0 in the second round. However... Tampa Bay's got a pretty good goaltender in their own right, he Andre Vasilevsky. And by the way, he held the Florida Panthers to three goals in four games. How about that? And the Panthers, I believe, in the regular season, I think it was the last 26 years, they've been the best offensive team. And look, Igor held the Hurricanes to fewer than two goals uh, per game. And uh, goaltending is going to really carry both of these teams. That's what it's done so far. Igor, 92.8% save percentage, 93.2 for Vasilevsky. Now, Tampa Bay's still going to be without Braden Point, so mm-hmm. who knows? when he is going to be back. It, it's a day-to-day or is it week-to-week? Because information, they're obviously not going to want to give that out. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, both these teams have been scoring at, at about the same rate. So, uh, you know, I'm going to have to determine uh, what I want to look at here because Tampa Bay does have to start on the road. But look, Tampa Bay has proven that they can win big games on the road. They won game seven in Toronto yes. with, you know, now all the pressure I think was maybe a little bit more on the Leafs because we know how that is up there in Toronto and 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 they succumbed to it and couldn't get by Tampa Bay. So look, Tampa Bay, one of the things that they do very well is they what you know, you hear Eddie, Eddie Olchek or some of the NHL commentators call paying the price. And that's getting down there and absorbing the blow getting from dirty. these shots and blocking shots. And nobody has done it better in the Stanley Cup playoffs than the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you, you know, you've got the great guy in goal and they can help him out. And then if they get by him, he's allowed two or fewer goals in 32 playoff games over the last three seasons. And the lightning only have lost two of those 32 games. So, you know, probably a fair price in terms of the money line, but I just, I hate to doubt the Rangers again, but I'm going to. Okay. Here's the thing though, right now, when you have the two best goaltenders, arguably in the NHL going in this Eastern conference final, Right now, game one, five and a half is the total. 
I got to assume, Wes, that before we get to, to dropping that puck, it's going to get down to five. Like, my assumption would be, because you and I like to do this a lot in the NFL, and I think it's a worthwhile exercise here. If you want to bet the under, wouldn't you do it now before we get 24 hours later here? Because I got to think that money's going to come in on the under with this goaltending. Probably so. I, I think that that's kind of what we've seen so far is like get it early. Yeah. And then if you want to fade the steam, go over late. Like it's five and a half pretty much right now. So obviously they're not going to just move the number. They're going to move the VIG. So it's going to get to five and a half minus a dollar dollar mm-hmm. forty before maybe you see some fives. And then when you see some fives, if you in fact do see some fives, then it gets juiced to the over like minus one forty five or something like that. So yeah, I think you're going to see early under money right now. Ballpark figure minus a dollar twenty-five on the side for the Lightning, plus one hundred five for the Rangers. That's pretty much the consensus in the market right now. We'll take a look at the West a little bit later on in the program here, but we do have a great show, of course, coming up uh, later on this hour. Will Hill, the King of New York, is going to join us. But coming up next, when we come back from break, an early riser in the great city of Chicago, Tim Doyle is going to join us to break down the NBA Finals. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.
It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please game responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. Wes, have you ever had a celebrity call? What I mean by that is somebody said, hey, Wes, you know, you look like so-and-so. Actually, I never have. Nobody's ever said that you look like a celebrity. No. Because hmm. our next guest. They broke the mold with me, I guess. <laughs> our next guest, Tim Doyle. You see him all over the airwaves, right? CBS HQ. He calls games for CBS. He's all over God's green earth talking about the great sport of basketball. When I first met Tim Doyle back in 2013, I had an immediate call on him. It's Steven Seagal. Timmy, how are you? How is Chicago? <laughs> that is not Steven Seagal. Who is that, Tim? That's a boy, a ball, and a dream. That's first grade, Tim Doyle, okay? Seven years old. And, yeah, I was uh, I was at a Dunkin' Donuts, and this gentleman came up to me. Not sure if they were employed or not. Don't want to judge. And they said, hey, you look like somebody famous. So what I'm originally thinking, Wes and Dave, was Jake from 16 Candles. That's it. I like that compliment. Okay? No. Maybe even like like uh, Beer Goggles, Tom Cruise, older one. Didn't get that. He goes, nah. He goes, you look just like Steven Seagal. And I went, Steven Seagal, <laughs> that's not a compliment for crying out loud. Look, Tim, he, in the genre of movies, and Wes knows this well, there was a time when Steven Seagal just had a formula, and it worked. It was three-word titles, and they were hits. Above the Law, Out for Justice, Mark for Death, Hard to Kill. They all worked. Dude. Dave, I don't know Tim, obviously, as well as you do, but I can probably confirm that Tim has never met Vladimir Putin in his life, unlike <laughs> Steven Seagal. So uh, no, I, I, think, I think the Michael Sheffling from Pretty from uh, 16 Candles, the Jake Ryan character, is more apt. For I Tim. think Seagal is now exiled, by the way, boys. I think he's over there in <laughs> Russia, and he's not allowed back in these great United States. Timmy, we got the NBA Finals getting ready to kick off on, on Thursday, and you and I have had some conversations about this as the playoffs have gone on. And, you know, I think about Golden State, and I kind of think it in the context of, say, San Antonio. When you look at how their kind of dynasty was spread out, right? And if, I, if Golden State gets this done against Boston, I wonder if you'd put it in that same acclaim. Like, they've got the, the core three, like San Antonio had with, with Duncan and uh, Mono Ginobili and, and Tony Parker. They've got the core three now. If they do this without Kevin Durant and win again without KD— does that change historically the way you'd look at the Warriors if they got this done against the Seas? Uh, I, I don't know if it would change historically. I think when they added Kevin Durant, I think that those championships have to be looked at with, well, you know, that kind of added Kevin Durant. But, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond winning another title together without, you know, arguably the greatest offensive player of his generation. Yeah, I think it adds to their legacy. No doubt about it. And I remember you and I, Dave, and Wes, we would sit around and talk about, you know, is this carnival basketball? Mm -hmm. Because they were playing a style at the time, you know, 10 years ago, where 
Charles Barkley, myself, guys like Celtics legend Antoine Walker. Yes. We had never seen a team win an NBA championship primarily shooting threes and threes only, and the best players shooting just threes. Now, when I look at this Celtics Warriors series, I think there is one major X factor in the series the three point shot. I'll tell you this right now whoever makes the most threes every single game. Well, they're going to end up winning those individual games. But how many times have we seen throughout the playoffs a team go eight of 37, nine for 45? And I'm just rolling off some percentages from different teams like the Warriors have done throughout the playoffs. Whoever wins the three-point battle ends up winning this series. Tim, when you look at the Warriors going back, and I was looking at some numbers, and this obviously going back to 2015, the 2016 season, and look, uh, when you have Kevin Durant, that's certainly a part of that, but all the numbers drop for these guys, like uh, Curry, when he was on the floor in 2015, 9.4 per 100 possession advantage, and then it drops to 6.3. With Draymond, it goes from 12.2 to 8.4. With Clay, it goes from 8.6 to 1.3. In terms of style of play, just watching the Warriors, is it basically the same style as 2015 or do you see them playing a little bit differently because they don't have that other big scorer like Kevin Durant? Yeah. I mean, I think when you have Kevin Durant, there comes times West is where you go. All right. Like we run plays, not on this play. Let's just give the ball to Kevin Durant because you know, he was an unbelievable offensive player and you could just give him the ball and he can get a bucket at it any single time. But I think when you don't have Kevin Durant, you need more guys on ball uh, on board, pulling the team in the same direction. You know, I talked about overall X factors in the series. I think a guy like Jordan Poole and, you know, his point prop is always hovering around 15 points a game. If he's in an 18 point to 22 point range throughout the series, I don't think this is going to be much of the series. And I think the Warriors are going to end up rolling. And if I was building a team right now as a general manager, that's the guy I'd go out and get. Not because he has shown blips. Let's not forget. He started the first series. Steph was coming off the bench against Denver. Um, but the fact that he got to see the professionalism of clay mm. and Steph every single day in practice, I think his basketball IQ is slowly getting better. He can obviously go by anybody off the dribble in the NBA and he could shoot the three. Everyone needs a mentor, right? Like Daniel LaRusso had Mr. Miyagi. Tim Doyle had Dave Ross. I would sit around Dave Ross, right? And we, I would just pick his brain on different things. And then the Padres would hit like a two-run home run. Padre and baseball. Out, That's Padre baseball, baby. That's what they do. We were gambling well before it was legal back in 2013 in our, in our great city of Chicago. Timmy, you know, to that end, sometimes you can look at the markets, right, and go, all right, if I like Golden State to win this series, and I know that you and I might be on opposite ends of who we actually think is going to win this thing, but if I like Golden State, instead of playing Golden State to win the series, why not play Steph Curry to win MVP? He can't win another championship and they not give him the award. Right after they gave it to Andre Iguodala, they gave it to Durant a couple times. If they win, it's got to be Steph, doesn't it? Correct. I, that is very well said. There's really not much me for me to add to it. Uh, I think that the one wild card, and you and I were working together when Andre Iguodala won the MVP Finals MVP, I believe he was 40 to one. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a guy that has a chance as we see the odds up there. I think it could be Marcus Smart. You know, Iguodala won that finals MVP because what he did on both ends of the floor. Now, I think LeBron still had insane stats, but he did a good enough job kind of controlling LeBron and containing LeBron that that added to his votes. Marcus Smart's the defensive player of the year. 
you know, if he goes out there and limits Clay Thompson to single-digit games in three games, or if he holds Steph Curry to 20 points over the course of a series, and he's able to give you 17 or 18 points a game, I think that he's the, one of those guys that could be kind of that ultimate wild card if you want to take a shot and look for crazy value as far as finals MVP. But well said, Dave. If the Warriors win and you like the Warriors, Steph's winning the finals MVP. It's the only thing missing from his resume. You know, we were uh, talking about during the break, we were talking about how there's such a delay in starting these finals. It right. doesn't go until Thursday. So Steph Curry was spotted with golf clubs. I see a picture on the Twitter machine of Marcus <laughs> Smart teeing it up at Franklin Park Golf Club, a muni course in Boston yesterday. So, uh, Tim, before we go, I do want to talk about the Boston Celtics. I know the focus has been on Golden State, and we both kind of lean the same way in terms of the fact that we think they're going to win that series. But in terms of the Boston Celtics, this is not a team that has really any finals experience. You go back to like the 97 series. It kind of reminds me of that where the Utah Jazz had zero finals games, even though they had Stockton and Malone together for so many years and the Bulls had 124 and you remember that from being in Chicago at that time. But that Utah team had played together and had so many veterans like they had been together four or five years before they finally broke through. Do you think the experience factor, though, is a little bit overrated? And, and do you think the Celtics can compete here? Or are they just kind of kind of run into the wall here where they've been through two really tough seven-game series and they're just not going to have a lot left? You know, it would be interesting to see if the Celtics, if this was like the first time they had long-term success. They've had great success. They just can't win in the Eastern Conference Finals. So they've won really tough playoff series and what and I'm betting them. See, like I, I'm betting the Celtics here. I think they have great value at plus 160. The fact that, that they beat Brooklyn twice in Brooklyn, then they went to Milwaukee, win game five, I'm sorry, win game six, and then win game four. Like they had two wins in Milwaukee, and then they obviously had two wins in Miami. They've run, won really tough games on the road in game seven in Miami, game six in Milwaukee, down three two. Like their past performances. I think that adversity that they've gone through, this is how I'm looking at it, I think that's going to be an advantage to them. The Warriors, they play Doncic and Jokic with no supporting cast and the Grizzlies without John Morant. So, like, I think they've had a pretty easy road. So, Wes, I got the bag with me. Get the money with the Mavericks. Don't do it, Wes. Don't take, don't take it. I have not made a commitment yet. Uh, still waiting for is. all precincts to report here before I decide what I'm going to do. There he is, everybody. Celtics. Steven Seagal, you think you're above the law. You're not above mine. <laughs> Tim Doyle, everybody, come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in Visa, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers can have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel's got all the best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil's going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets. Premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st, so sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. 
Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. Just uh, sent out a congratulatory text to our buddy Phil Brooks, who won the AEW champ- what, what? Yes, the AEW World Championship. World Championship. Uh, CM Punk, at, at, who, Phil Brooks, his real name, CM Punk, obviously, that you, the listeners would know him sure. better by, uh, won his championship, 43 years old, obviously took a, a, a sabbatical from the wrestling business. Yes, he did. Uh, went and fought MMA and, and did that for a little while and has done other stuff, broadcasting, and you know now he's doing acting. He's doing like all kinds of stuff. He's like he's never home in Chicago, so he's all over the place. You'll see him tomorrow night, though, on uh, TBS, uh, his first appearance as AEW World Champion. Pretty darn cool. He uh, he responded to the text with a very uh, a nice heart emoji and a, and a heartfelt thank you. So I told him you were at the event. So, Phil, uh, CM Punk, congratulations on winning the AEW Championship. Uh, let's get back to who's going to win the NBA Championship because we just had Tim Doyle on. And he does like Boston. Now, he's been on them, and he's felt like this is the better overall team. I don't know that I concur with that, Wes. And the reason is, is it's not just that, like, say, Jordan Poole was now like a third splash brother. It's just the, the, the three-headed monster that is Golden State. And we talk about the original three, right? The predate Kevin Durant. And that's obviously the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green. And when I watch the Celtics, especially against Miami, and I know they've been banged up, and Golden State's healthy. You know, I look at them and I go, what are you going to get out of Robert Williams? Is Marcus Smart's knee going to be okay? Is Jason Tatum's shoulder going to act up again? Like there are a lot of mo- a lot of ifs and and what ifs for Boston. And I know don't know that I have those same questions with Golden State. Is that fair when you handicap it to kind of take into account that Boston really it's been game to game mm-hmm. as to who's going to play and who's not? Yeah, and and I think that that is fair to look at as well. And I also think when you look at Golden State, and I mentioned those numbers with Tim Doyle. Look, this is not the dominant Warriors team of 2015 and 2016. You know, when you have one of the greatest basketball players on the planet, not with the team anymore, that Mm -hmm. being Kevin Durant. So of course those numbers are going to drop. And, and if you've watched golden state, this is not a team that that does like all the time. They used to do it all the time. You look back to those 2015, 2016 Golden State teams, they'd rip off a 24 to 4 run or a, you know, an, an 18 to 2 run just like that. Sure. Uh, third quarter Warriors, you know, they kind of messed around. They're tied at the half. It's like, okay, this is going to go down the wire. Not so much. Third quarter Warriors very much were a thing and before you know it, they'd be up 15 right. going into the fourth quarter. So, they don't do that as much anymore. They can still have runs, but they don't do it on the regular like they used to really. But I think when you look at this team, you never want to dismiss a team that has, I think a foundation of list of at least a little bit for a dynasty because people look at them and I think that they see them as vulnerable because they're not the same team that they were several years ago and they had a bad season last year, but that was the, the last two years, but that wasn't a team really geared to compete. They had so many injuries. Right. They, they had to tanked. remake the team. They yep. had a lot of young guys that they drafted that they got to get accustomed to playing, but you look at golden state and they still have that core three of Curry and clay and Draymond mm-hmm. green. And then you add kind of a bonus, Andrew Wiggins. They took an absolute gamble on Andrew Wiggins 
and it's paid off. Big time. It almost feels like he's just a bonus. Now, he is not like a Durant-level player, but he's still a guy that every few games is going to give you a monster game, and I think that that is so key for them. He is a, and I, and I mean this in a, in a very positive way towards Kevin Durant, he's a poor man's Kevin Durant and Andre yes. Iguodala yes. combined because now he's become a defensive stopper. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew Wiggins' defensive stopper? That's not what we thought of when he was the, the first yeah. overall pick coming out. You look at them individually, Dave. They do not have a lot of great individual defenders. No. Draymond, obviously, yes. Yes. But, you know, Kevin Looney has, has become a better defender. But, I mean, some of their guards, like Steph Curry is not known as some lockdown defender. He's gotten nor, better. No, nor is Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole. But as a team, buying into that team defensive concept, they've been very good. And a guy that's really been the key is Kevin Looney. He has who, been. Who is their center, but, you know, basically an undersized four playing center like most of the NBA right now. Well, we always talk about Boston with defense, right? And I, I think that if you follow them closely, certainly in the second half, uh, they really just, they, they turn it up defensively on you, and they're regarded as one of the better defensive teams in the league. Golden State is a sneaky good defensive team. Mm-hmm. And so when they want to play defense, because you just think about offense, you think of the free-flowing movement on offense and the threes that Timmy talked about in the last segment. You don't think about Golden State in defense, but they can play defense. And, and they're actually much better at it than people give them credit for. So when I look at Jason Tatum and I look at Brown and you go, wow, Boston's got these preeminent scores. They're going to have some challenges defensively. And they are the no-name guys, the Kevon Looney's, and, and certainly mm-hmm. the Andrew Wiggins that you don't think of defensively. They're going to be in their shirts. And I got to be honest with you, I look at Boston as a team that sometimes I wonder where their offense goes. Marcus Smart's been a boon for them. He was big in Game 7 uh, against Miami. Can they count on that? Because I think the big two of Boston is going to struggle more than the big three of Golden State. Dave, I'm glad you mentioned defense because that's kind of an underreported or yes. story really in this series. And I was uh, doing just a, a little bit of initial read-ups on this series, kind of getting the pulse of what people are thinking. And if you look, these are the two top, or the top two teams rather in defensive efficiency in the NBA meeting in the NBA finals. That is the first time that has happened since 1996, the Chicago Bulls and the Seattle Supersonics. Wow. The, uh, former Seattle Supersonics. Uh, rest in peace, pouring one out for my friends in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, they were the, ho- hopefully the, Seattle gets a team back, by the way. They were in the top two. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think yeah, of that. Yeah, that was Sean Kemp uh, and Gary Sean Payton. Kemp, Gary Payton, yeah. George Carl was the coach. Nate McMillan was still yeah, there towards the Carl end of did, his career. Did teach the defense that's for sure yeah absolutely so this is I mean you got two really good defensive teams here and then you know we kind of know that about Boston that they've always been a pretty solid defensive team but the Warriors I think uh, it's everybody kind of thinks like they just run up and down the floor and they just Chuck threes. That's not the way they play. All that and no it's not and and look I just wonder too about Boston and number one, just the energy mm-hmm. in terms of the fact that you had to go through a tough and, and Tim Doyle was right. This is a team that has proven they can win on the road. Oh, yeah. So Milwaukee, this is a team Miami, that may sure. have value game to game as a road underdog, especially early in the series. But you just wonder about this team. And, and, and the core of like Tatum and Brown, they've been together for a few years, but it's not analogous to what I was talking about in that 97 uh, NBA <laughs> finals with the Utah Jazz. And I know it's a different NBA and the Jazz had no finals experience whatsoever. But number one, they did have Stockton and Malone together, yeah. one of the great duos in NBA history. And they had also played together as a team for like four or five years. So you had remember Brian Russell and Antoine Carr mm-hmm. and Greg Ostertag and Greg Foster and Jeff Hornacek. So you had 
had that group together for years. This Celtics group has not been together that long, other than like Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart. But you've got a lot of new guys that are playing more minutes. You've got the uh, the uh, uh, Derek White of the White. world, the Grant Williamses of the world, Robert Williams, who has battled injuries over the last couple of years. Pritchard's so, been getting run off the yeah, bench. Yeah, Pritchard. Uh, you do have Al Horford back, and like I call him the adult in the room, but <laughs> you've got a lot of young guys that are going to have to produce in this series that really don't have any finals experience. Like, I think Tatum and Brown are going to be fine. Yeah. And Horford, you know, is going to be able to lead them. But these young guys, you just wonder, and 123 finals games for the Golden State Warriors. It, I think that that's going to matter. It does. And again, this is the first for Al Horford. This is the first for, for Brown uh, and certainly Tatum and company. This is number six. This is finals mm-hmm. number six. Mm-hmm for the, the big three of Golden State. I mean, that that experience, and look, it's almost like they were getting Andrew Wiggins involved because they've been there, done that. So they know it's important for those guys to get off early in games, to get Wiggins involved. They're that cerebral at a basketball level, I believe, the big three for Golden State, that that's why Steph hasn't won an MVP. He, it, it's, it's not like he cares about it. I do think he'll win it this year if they win it, but I think it's more of like, I'll get these other guys involved, and I hope that Tatum and Brown are smart enough beyond their basketball years to realize that's important in a final series. It can't just be about the big two of Boston versus the big three of Golden State, because I can guarantee you this, it will not just be about the big three for Golden State. They will get others involved besides just Draymond Clay and Steph. Well, and one thing Golden State also has, they also have a, a couple other veterans that may not have a lot of NBA Finals experience, but guys that are veterans, that guys that have been through the losing and now they know they have a good thing and you could see, hey, I'm going to do and I'm going to fill my role and I'm not going to have an ego about it. I'm, not, I'm thinking of Otto Porter Jr. There you go. I think it's a very good example. He's like, hey, I did a lot of losing in Washington, D.C. and, you know, with the Bulls and with the Magic. I'm here in Golden State. I'm going to do what I have to do and be a leader for these young guys. And I just think that that's so key. It's going to pay dividends as you get later in the series. Georgetown was a long time ago. He wants to win one in Golden State. All right, when we come back, the king of New York, Will Hill, joins the program right here on the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and 
and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bet on more than just the final score with One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is designed to help you make selections within a single game for over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log on to your BetMGM account create your best parlay before the game ever starts. New to BetMGM, we'll sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with the bonus code VEASAN1000. Plus, you're going to earn BetMGM rewards points that you can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, at more than over 20 MGM Resort properties nationwide. So try one game parlay today. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non withdrawable free bet source at credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. One game parlay not available in Washington, D.C. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on Decent, and he joins us each and every Tuesday. He would be Will Hill, the king of New York, does an amazing job every week with our city cast here on Decent. Will, great to have you back in the program. Let's start with what's got to be the buzz this morning in New York City. And it's not the Metropolitans or the Yankees. It's the blue shirts, the Rangers. What a win last night in game seven in Carolina. Now they move on to Tampa. And even though they have home ice, they are dogs in the series. I mean, Will, is the city of New York like, okay, keep doubting us. We'll just keep winning. Yeah, I, I think so. And at what point, if Igor wins a championship here, do I have to share my crown? Am I no longer the king of New York? Because at some point I got to share this thing with Igor. He's been tremendous. Uh, I think it's the same sort of philosophy as the hurricane series. You know, it's a similar price in terms of the series. If you're the Rangers, get this thing to a game seven. You're the underdog. Make this a small sample size. Make this a one game series. Just sort of battle it out here. You do have home ice. If you get this to seven, anything can happen. You have a great goalie. Uh, look, the goalie on the other team for Tampa, he gets a paycheck too. He happens to be pretty damn good. So it's going to be a fascinating matchup. Uh, I do think there's a little bit of value here on the Rangers. I mean, look at everything they've been through. They remind me a little of the Islanders teams of the past couple of years, where it's mm. not a great team, but you know, good goaltending, good coach. And think about it. They're down three, one to Pittsburgh, give up seven goals, back-to-back games down two nothing in game five, dead as a doorknob down two nothing in game six in Pittsburgh down. Uh, you know what? Three, two in, in game seven late. 
uh, in that series. So, and then t- down to nothing to Carolina, they've just scratched and clawed every step of the way. They, they come into this series, I think with a, a you know, total house money approach fast and loose, even if they get swept here, they still had a great season. So uh, I think the Rangers are going to be right in this series. And can you imagine, uh, I'm sure the NHL would love nothing more oh, than Connor boy. McDavid in Madison square garden for a Stanley cup finals. Now it, you're going to take, it's going to take two upsets to get there, but uh, that would be great for, for hockey and for the NHL. How quickly uh, Henrik Lundqvist has I was been say, he uh, was replaced. The original, he was the king. Henrik Lundqvist was the oh. king. But isn't it ironic that Derek Jeter never had that moniker, right? We gave it to Henrik Lundqvist. Now we give it to Will Hill, but never Derek Jeter. Just saying. Yeah, and Jeter just joined Twitter. I just saw that thing with Jeter. He was always on really good teams. He never won an MVP. It was always, you know, a, 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 the the sum of the parts was better than the whole. They had Bernie Williams. They had, you know, good pitching, good bullpen. They had Mariano. So it was never Jeter. I mean, it was always more of a team effort uh, with the Yankees. But yeah, you guys make a good point. And I actually gave it out on the city cast and I never give out a pick. I don't bet for whatever reason. I gave out Rangers in seven at seven to one to beat the hurricanes for whatever reason. I forgot to bet it. I'm just kicking myself <laughs> over that one, but uh, I've had a pretty good feel for this Ranger team and boy, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's a hell of a story. I am surprised, though, that page six had never referred to Derek Jeter as the king of New York never. because uh, I always saw uh, Derek Jeter canoodling. Uh, you could <laughs> Google that phrase Gee. and get about a billion entries on Google there because uh, he always had a different uh, famous uh, attractive lady in, in the tablet. He did. And Jeter on Twitter. This is going to be an interesting ride. Hold on, Jeets, because uh, <laughs> if you don't like criticism, you better not go to Twitter. Uh, let's talk some baseball here, gentlemen. Because yeah, let me just jump in on that. If you're going to look, if you're going to make an over-under, just check the replies on how many gift basket replies you see because there's people people don't forget. <laughs> oh, that's going to be memed to death for Derek Jeter. That's for sure. Uh, let's talk about baseball because, look, you know, you see the Yankee accounts and, and on Twitter, speaking of, they'll put like, hey, 20 games over 500, and then the Mets are off to an historical start right now. And right now, Will, they're just not losing. I don't know what it's going, what's going on in the water in the city of New York, but right now both these teams are flying high. What do you make of the Mets going forward? Because I keep wanting to fade my own Metropolitans, but yet you know you're going to get DeGrom and Scherzer back after the All-Star break, if not sooner. And I feel like this is supposed to be the time to fade them, but Will, they're just not losing. Yeah, it's been really important because like you said, every day they win, not only do they keep Atlanta at bay, I think you can forget Philly, that defense, that bullpen, that Philly team is not making a run. I think Girardi's probably not long for that job, even though it's not his fault. I think Atlanta's the team you have to worry about, but Atlanta's played terribly and the Mets, you know, every day you win, you build that lead, but it's one day closer to getting DeGrom back, getting Scherzer back. Uh, I do think you're going to need that cushion because upcoming is a pretty rough stretch for the Mets. I think they have at four with the Dodgers at three or four with the Padres on the road with the angels, the brewers. So there's a rough stretch coming, but they did their job. They swept Philly. You would figure they'll at least split here. These next two against Washington. Maybe even they win both of them and you get like a 10, 11 game lead. I don't wow. care how many injuries you have. I don't care what the schedule is. A 10, 11 game lead is pretty substantial. We're already, you know, pretty much into June here. At some point you figure Scherzer will be back. Hopefully DeGrom McGill. So yeah, you got to like where you're at with this, uh, with this Mets team. So, well, let's flop over to the American League, the other team in New York, that being the New York Yankees. And look, five-game lead right now in mm-hmm. the AL East, uh, still continuing to play good ball, even though they've gone five and five their last 10, but 33 and 15. It is going to be Jordan Montgomery on the bump for the Yankees. And one of the first things I do in the morning is I run the pitching numbers of the starting pitchers uh, for that day's card. And I look at Jordan Montgomery, and he's pitched solid, but what an anomaly here. And I know wins 
wins are overrated and whatnot. He's made nine starts and has had one decision this wow. year. Jordan Montgomery still with an 0-1 record officially. He's getting Noah Syndergaard. He's getting Thor coming back to New York. Going to be at the stadium tonight. But a different Noah Syndergaard, Will. Not the one that strikes out a bunch of guys. Only striking out, I believe, about 6.4 per nine innings. So what do you make? Yankees, Angels tonight. Looks like Halos have taken a little bit of money at first glance. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Yankees are dealing with a lot of injuries. You know, no Stanton, no Donaldson. Their bullpen's beat up. I did play under four and a half first five. I just think even when that lineup's healthy, you're still a couple spots short. I mean, Hicks is an automatic out. We're almost into June here. We basically are into June. Hicks has two extra base hits. Gallo's been a disaster. Higashioka has like a 400 OPS. You know, the shortstop's not a hitter. So, uh, you know, as, as great as Judge is, look, if I'm another team, if I'm another pitcher, you know, here's four curveballs in the dirt. If you want to swing and miss and strike yourself out, go for it. If you want to walk to first base, go for it. It's just not a deep lineup. So I did play the under four and a half first five. I believe that's six and oh, the last six with the Yankees since all these injuries. And uh, you bring up a good point with Syndergaard. It's a little like, uh, Rick Vaughn, major league two, when he's trying to, you know, get away from the, uh, what is it? The eliminator. He's trying to incorporate more pitchers. He's more, you know, pitching to contact ground balls. So uh, I think this is a good matchup here for the under you've mentioned when the Yankees have Montgomery on the mound, they haven't hit for whatever reason. Uh, I just don't see him scoring a lot of, a lot of runs tonight. Maybe a Yankee team totals under is also worth the play, but uh, I think that under four and a half is probably a good play. Not going the full game under because the Yankee bullpen is a mess right now. And if you guys have seen the last couple of days, there've been some bad beats with these unders. I think it was Cubs white Sox on Sunday, oh, one nothing bottom of the ninth total seven and a half. And it flies over because of the extra inning. So these full game unders are very dangerous. I, you know, by the way, I've got a lot of issues in major league too. I mean, once Wesley oh. Snipes wasn't in it, I was like, I got to watch this now. You make me watch this Wes. I mean, it's just, it was terrible. But anyway, uh, by the way, Brady Kane and I were doing the show on Sunday and he was on the under we were just waiting for that game to end, and it just wouldn't end. That's one of the worst beats if you had that under on Sunday. Uh, very quickly, Will, what, what's your best play in Major League Baseball not involving the New York teams? Yeah, I should have mentioned with the Yank with the uh, Mets game, I did play over five first five. Okay. I don't know if I got around to that, but Williams and Corbin, Corbin's been a disaster. So I did play over five first five, and the weather's getting a little warmer here on the East Coast. Going to be like 90 degrees, so I, I could see the ball flying out tonight. And I did play under, I think it is six in the first five between the Marlins and the Rockies. Marquez going for Colorado usually pitches pretty well at home. Edward Cabrera got called back up. You know, he got a cup of coffee at the end of last year, did not pitch well, but he's a big time prospect. 13 strikeouts per nine innings in the minors this year, throws the ball 101 miles an hour. Hell, don't they all at, at this point, <laughs> but his breaking stuff's really good. I think once he figures out his command, his breaking pitches, he's going to be a really good pitcher. The Marlins just seem to grow these pitchers off of trees. It's unbelievable how much pitching they have, but I did play the under five, uh, under six in the first five Rockies in the Marlins. All right, so there it is, uh, the King of New York, Will Hill. Always appreciate your thoughts. And very quickly, you have about 30 seconds. Any thoughts yet on Thursday before we get to the NBA Finals? Do you have a lean either way in this series? Didn't play yet. I think it's a coin flip series. I just think, you know, pick who you like and pick them to win in seven. I think you can get Celtics in seven plus 550, Warriors in sevens plus 350. I think we're looking at a long series here. I don't think this is going to be four or five, even six. I think we're going the distance here. I like that. You can gobble up some plus money there if this series does, in fact, go seven. Uh, Will, really appreciate it. Follow him on Twitter as I do it. Not the Will Hill, but he is the king of New York. We'll catch up again next week. Enjoy those games tonight and going forward. When we come back here on the Lombardi line, let's talk a little bit more Major League Baseball here because, Wes, when I do look at some of these, the temps are heating up mm -hmm. and the runs are starting to get scored at a more rapid pace. I wonder 
if the odds makers are going to be adjusting for that and if that's already, as you would say, baked into the cake. Come on back. We'll discuss when you come back with us on the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.